Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This podcast, we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is TCAM's Sports Podcast, and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live, and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the shows. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Alright, welcome back into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This is Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong. we got a couple different topics today. Talk a little bit about UFC 287. Cover a little bit about the Masters. We might cover a little bit of NBA, getting closer to playoff time, coming down to the final game. And, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. UFC 287, it's going to be an interesting one. we got Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. What a great fight it's going to be. Alex Pereira is the underdog in this fight. Surprisingly enough, Alex Pereira's never lost to Adesanya, so I'm shocked that he is the underdog. Little backstory if you ladies and gentlemen do not know. Both of them were kickboxers. Adesanya was a very dominant kickboxer in his career. Dominated 35-0. Fought Pereira once, lost. Fought him twice, lost. Retired from kickboxing. Then he goes to the UFC. He's been dominating. 23-2 is, is his record. Before Pierre is 23-1, fights Pierre, loses, and then now he has to fight him again for the belt. He could end up retiring, ladies and gentlemen, because the way he retired in kickboxing because he couldn't beat Pierre. Pierre, 7-1. I know it's not a statured record, but he's a great fighter. So for the tail of the tape, Pierre is 35 years old. His height, he's 6'3", he's 185 pounds and 79 inch reach. Adesanya's 33, 6'3", 185 with an 80 inch reach. So, Adesanya is going to have the advantage, but Pierre is just a good striker, physical fighter. And for as far as we know, he's Adesanya's never beaten him. Now, this isn't Adesanya's favor because Adesanya, you have to win eventually. And I think this is more pressure on him to win it. Because I don't think he wants to retire yet. And I don't think he wants to fight somebody else for the belt. What I mean is, if he loses this fight, he's going to have to fight another fighter. To get back into this fight. And Pierre will remain the champion. So we'll see about who's going to win that fight. Personal prediction. I want to go out of Sonny so bad. Because I like him. I think he's a great fighter. He's a great striker. But I wouldn't really be surprised if Pierre won this. So... I'm probably going to roll with Pierre in this fight. Matt might think differently, but nope. it, it looks it looks like it's going to head that way. I'm hoping Adesanya does pull something out, though. I'm really hoping he does win this fight. I think he will. But I really do. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Pierre did win it. That's going to be a good fight. Yeah. I think the best fight of the night, though, I know the middleweight for Pierre and Adesanya is going to be the biggest fight, but... Gilbert Burns and Jorge Mazadov is going to be a really, really good fight. 
Gilbert Burns, 21-5. Jorge Mazadov, 35-16. Jorge's been around for a while. Gilbert, definitely a physical fighter. But in the tail of the tape, Gilbert Burns is 36 years old. He's 5'8", 170 pounds. He only has a 71-inch reach to Jorge Mazadov, who's 38 years old, 5'9", 170 pounds with a 74-inch reach. Here's the fact about Gilbert Burns. He gets up in your face, and he never goes away. So that's the thing with, you know, most fighters like Jorge Mazadov, he's going to try to keep him away. With his reach, he's going to have the advantage, but Gilbert's going to get right in his face, so it really could be a bloody physical fight. You know, we've seen what Jorge Mazadov has done in the past. He's definitely been a dominant good fighter, but Gilbert Burns could prove something and win the welterweight championship, so that could really be an interesting. For the bantamweight, we got Rob Font and Adrian Yance. I'm going to pick Rob Font for this fight. Tail of tape. 35 years old for Rob Font, 5'7", 135 pounds, 71 and a half inch reach to Adrian Yance, who is 29, 5'6", 135 pounds, and 70 inch reach. I think Rob Font is a little bit more experienced than Adrian Yance, but definitely could be an interesting fight, just like Gilbert Burns and them. What do you think about the first three fights, Matt? I'm going Rob Font. I am. I like him. His last fight was lost, but... I think he's a better fighter. I do. He's got a bet. He's got a longer reach. He's also a longer leg reach. He's an aggressive fighter. UFC 287 is going to be full of good fights, though, Cam. I mean, it really is. I mean, there's always the knockouts, but this time, I think there's going to be more decisions and submissions, and there is going to be knockouts in these fights in this fight card. Who's your prediction for Gilbert Burns and Mazadov? That's oh, Mazadov. Mazadov. All day long. Yeah. And Ad- who's your prediction for Adesanya Pereira? Adesanya. Adesanya. Okay. For the welterweight, for another welterweight fight, we have Kevin Holland versus Santiago. I can't pronounce his last name, so Pons is what I'm going to say. For the tail of the tape, Kevin Holland is 30 years old, 6'2", 170 pounds. He has an 81-inch reach. That's wild. Santiago is 36, 6 foot, 170 pounds, and only has a 73-inch reach. So Kevin Holland has a lot better, but not a lot better, a lot longer reach than than Santiago does. I'm picking Kevin Holland. He's a good fighter, good striker. He's dominant. And 23-9 record to a 30-6 Santiago. I really like this fight. So for the age, for the height, for the reach is a big difference in this fight. And I think Kevin Holland is going to take that. For the last main card fight is the Bantamweight. This one really could get interesting. I don't think people are expecting this. But Raw Roses Jr. is 18 years old. He's one of the youngest main card fighters in the UFC. He's 7-0. and He's seven and He's never lost a fight. He's 18 years old. He's 5'8". He's 135 pounds. He is a 67-inch reach, though. Compared to Christian Rodriguez, who's 25 years old, 5'6", 135 pounds, and has a 71.5-inch reach. Raul Rosas Jr. is going to be a surprise in this fight. I'm picking him to win it. 18 years old, looking dominant. I mean, it's rare you see a guy of that age on a main card already in his career. So, I'm very impressed, and I think he definitely could surprise a lot of people. But Christian Rodriguez is nobody to sleep at. And it'll be an interesting fight. That's a great start, I think, for the UFC main card. And then it just builds and builds and builds all the way to Adesanya and Mazadov and Gilbert Burns. So, 287, going to be a really, really great fight. 
I hope everybody enjoys Matt. I, I really like this card, man. A lot of people have been looking forward to this card coming up. And most of it is the Adesanya fight. Because everybody wants to see this. So this card will be on ESPN+. Plus. You do have to pay for a pay-per-view. There are prelims, though. So, like, prelims start at 8 o'clock, and then you got your early prelims, which will be at 6. So, it really is about a six-hour event if you want to watch the entire event. There is no women on the main card. There are women in the prelims. So, there are a couple fights. We're going to see a women's straw weight. We'll see... Uh, women, yeah, a couple women's straw rates in there. So there are going to be a bunch of fights if you want to watch the early prelims. I know some people are not big in the prelims and rather just watch the main card, which is understandable. But it is worth the money that you have to pay. It is quite a bit of money. It's $70, $80. But for six hours of fighting, I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Better than paying, you know, for like, hate to say it, but like one of the old boxing matches when you had to pay 60, 70 bucks to see Mike Tyson beat, knock out somebody in 30 seconds. I mean, yep. it's better off. So in the prelim, in the prelims, it's three rounds, five minutes. And in the main card, it's five rounds, five minutes. So you're getting more time in the main cards. Now, it could end earlier. That doesn't mean anything, but... It could end earlier, or it could go the whole distance. Could go whole, yeah. I mean, I really do think this Adesanya Pierre has a whole chance to go the entire distance, but we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. So that is UFC 287 starts at 6 p.m. tonight. I hope you all enjoy it, and gonna be definitely a good one to check out. I'm excited to watch this card. I'm gonna be watching it pretty much all night. So now, yeah. Matt, you want to jump into the Masters? Yeah. Masters, pretty interesting. I mean. You know, obviously the biggest golfing event in the entire country. Let's just start off with the par three contest, all right? Same as Powers from Ireland. Back-to-back aces. Absolutely wild. Just phenomenal. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen in golf is back-to-back hole-in-ones. Just craziness. We are in coverage of round two which is Friday. Round three will actually be the Saturday. It'll be today. But four right is now. John Rahm is second right now. Kapeka is leading the entire thing under 12. And then you still have Jason Day, who's at six. Spieth, who's at sixth. Then you have Phil Mickelson, who's actually at 10th, playing pretty well. Uh, Justin Rose, who's at 10th. Justin, uh, Justin Thomas, who's at 22nd. And Shafe has at 29th. Tiger's at 50th right now. But he did move up into the cut. So he's on his way up. I know he's at plus two. But I'm actually kind of happy he's at plus two. I, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, yeah. the way he, you know, talking about walking and stuff like that. I'm surprised he's walking the entire course. Yeah. I'm just glad to see Tiger out there at the Masters this year. I love to watch Tiger Woods golf. Yeah, something I talked about with Will that I thought was really interesting, Matt, is... I'm really shocked that the LIV golfers are actually allowed to play in the Masters. I'm surprised the PGA was okay with it. Yeah. Like, you know how personal it got when the LIV came out and Dustin Johnson, Bill Mickelson, and all of them jumped out of the PGA and went to there. Now, a lot of people were mad about LIV golf and didn't really understand why the big names were leaving. But in the case that I'm understanding is, in the PGA, you're – 
you know, your money comes from wins. It's hard to win in the PGA. In LIV, your money comes from contract. So you play for a certain money. So it's like the NBA or the NFL. Yeah. You're playing for a certain amount of time on a big, big deal. And for guys who, like Phil Mickelson, for example, he might never win again in the PGA. But he'll be able to play golf in the LIV for the rest of his life. Yep. And still get paid. And get paid a really good portion, by the way, to be there. So I don't know how I feel about – I don't know how I feel about either one. You know what I mean? Because both have their flaws, and the PGA will always be the original. Like, I don't know why the PGA always got they got so personal with it. And the fact that I was explaining this to Will, Matt, it's like the XFL and the NFL. I don't care how many X, I don't care how many NFL great players go to the XFL. The NFL will always be the original base product. Yeah. It'll always be the best product. Yep. I don't know why they're you know the PGA got all upset about it. Now I understand why Tiger and Roy McIlroy took offense, like took a defense to the PGA. Number one, Tiger's the he is the PGA. I yeah. mean, there's nothing else to say. Yeah, he is the PGA. That's his brand. You know, he's defending the brand. That's what he does. He's also defending TaylorMade, who's a part of that. Yeah, and then Roy McIlroy, who has been a dominant piece in PGA, is going to also defend that brand. He's going to follow Tiger Woods, and a lot of these younger guys, they are going to follow Tiger Woods. Because he is the best. But I'm not mad at the LIV golfers. And, you know, I'm glad the Masters is here. It also means warm weather, so it's even better. But uh, Yeah, I'm loving the warm weather. Good tournament overall. If you ever really want to start watching golf, probably the best place to start. Yeah, this is the best place to start if you actually want to get into golf. If you want to watch golf. If you don't even want to watch golf, I just want... Listen, just turn on the Masters. It's the most beautiful course in America. I mean, just turn it on. You just—it's beautiful to watch overall. That, that is a fact. You don't really have to watch golf. You just—you know—watch. You know, look around the course and everything while they show you. I mean, it's just beautiful. The elite of the elite get to play there. Yep. So impressive overall, and fun matchup. Definitely a fun matchup. You know what's weird though? The Masters is so big, it it can overtake. It, it almost takes. What I'd say, the presence of the Super Bowl, pretty much. It's hard to explain, in a way, because a lot of people won't understand what I'm talking about. But the hype of the Super Bowl is so big in America. And the height of the national championship in college football is so, you know, it's so high in America that nobody understands how big the Masters is. Like, we don't talk about the FedEx Cups the same way you talk about the Masters. No. You don't talk about... Like, you don't talk about waste management the way you do the Masters. It's no. on such a different caliber. It's right up there with the Super Bowl. I think it's ahead of the NBA Finals. I think it's ahead of the World Series. I think it. the only thing that stands in front of the Masters is the Super Bowl. Is the Super Bowl. It's the only thing that can stand in front of it because of football's popularity in America. Yep. That's, that's a true statement. Like, I know the NBA Finals and the World Series are big. Yeah. But let's just let's just take a second to understand what I'm talking about here. The World Series is in October and everybody's watching football. And nobody watching the World. Like you got your die hard baseball fans. Unless it, t- unless it's your team. Unless it's your team or you or you got your die hard baseball fans that'll watch baseball over anything else, right? That's who's watching baseball. There's a better chance people are watching week three week watching week six of the NFL. 
yep. than watching baseball. I mean, it's sad to say, I really, it really is, but that's also baseball's fault. For the NBA Finals, the NBA has gotten to a point where it's hard to watch based on the fouls. One thing I do appreciate, though, is that they lay off in the playoffs a little bit. The, the officials lay off, so there's not as much fouling in the playoffs, but it still can get overwhelming and stuff. Plus, it's hard to watch four to seven games in a row, honestly. Like, the Masters goes on for, like, it, it goes over a weekend, so four days, and the NBA Finals can go on for two weeks. I mean, yeah, it's just two weeks, and go back and forth, back and forth. That's just my own personal opinion, though. I think it's bigger than the NBA Finals. I think it's better than, bigger than the World Series. I think it stands with... Well, the thing about the World Series, like you said, it's middle. you're starting football season out. More Americans watch football than they do baseball. Except for your few diehard baseball fans and if your team's in the series in October. You know what? I'm even going to go on a stretch here, and I think you might call me crazy, but... I think the Masters right now is bigger than the Men's National Championship game. The Men's National Championship game was one of the lowest rated, one of the lowest viewership games ever in college basketball. Yeah. And everybody wonders why. Well, because everybody knew the results. Everybody knew UConn was going to win that game. Oh, yeah. Everybody knew UConn was going to win by 20, almost 20 points because they've beaten everybody by 20 points. Now it won't be. It's not bigger than the Final Four in March Matt and Elite no. Eight, but it's it's definitely the Masters is definitely bigger than the national championship. Yep. Now the women's, I guess, for this year, you probably can make a argument because the women's national championship was pretty big. It was huge this year. It was one of the big. You know, nine point nine million viewers watched that. So, you know, that's that's awesome. It's definitely awesome. Well. That's probably all the sports we're going to get into today. We could talk a little bit you know, about the NBA, but I think we're going to cover that more next week when we get closer to the playoffs. Hope you all enjoy your weekend, and we will see you guys next time.